0: when the slightest traces of lacy green begin to line branches of trees previously standing stripped bare and seemingly barren, the ancient and primitive fear that winter may have finally won out is laid to rest once again. So much more easily noticed is the abundance of life Sap is again rising and running through the trees. Nascent, tender shoots are beginning to push out from within the husks, breaking through the protective shells and rising up, reaching for the sun. Bird, bear, and boy all have their thoughts turned to partners Spring is here. It arrived just three short days ago. And this morning is Easter. The word itself is not of Christian origin. Uh, Records from an 8th century Benedictine monk named Beattie uh, record it as Yoster a word from uh, Anglo-Saxon celebrations that he encountered, but the root is probably Germanic or Teutonic, not Celtic. Those early celebrations, uh, most of the information has been lost about. We know very little about it, but the tradition of celebrating those rites has been revived by uh, neo-pagans and earth mystics in modern times. Yoster occurred in conjunction with the vernal equinox, the beginning of spring when day and night are about of equal balance. But it, it was marking the beginning of the agricultural year also. But the primary meaning of Ostar, which is the new name given to Joster, uh Is light and dark balanced, where light is beginning to gain strength and power. It's the turning point from winter to spring. It's the time to plant, to nurture, and to grow. The spring equinox is both a time of fertility and of new life, a time of balance and harmony. It's a time of birth and manifestation, the resurrection of life. Joyfully and wonder-filled, we acknowledge that life is. And isn't it just a little humbling to think that we have life in common with every creature, critter, beast, and being, Seed and sapling, bulb and bush. Life. Balance. Fresh starts where the old has passed away. In this season, we begin thinking of renewing ourselves, renewing our thoughts, our dreams, our aspirations. And we realize the need for renewing our relationships including those with ourselves, our community, and the divine. We have, in a number of ways, been dormant, a little frozen in time, down, sitting down, hunkered down, dug in, maybe relaxed, maybe guarded, Maybe stagnant. Maybe stewing. Maybe all of the above. Though to some it may have seemed like ages, it has actually been nothing more than a season. The cycles continue. For this is not a tomb. We have again reached spring. And our resurrection, though not miraculous, must nonetheless be profound. Exceptional, in fact. Working first on our integrity with ourselves, and then working from the inside out to create a radically new community of vision modeling loving compassion and kindness that has the will, the clear direction, and the understanding to set a new standard. In 1924, as part of his communion service, the Unitarian minister of the first church in Boston, named Charles Edwards, Park said this It only requires one explorer like Columbus or Magellan to expand human knowledge of the world and to open our eyes to its size and possibility. It only requires one life like Jesus's to expand our knowledge of human nature and to open our eyes to to its latent power and graces. The effect of Jesus' life is to entirely transform the meaning of life for all time. It's not what men usually make of life that sets the standard. It is what any man has ever made of life. End quote. The human nature that it could include one such life as Jesus of Nazareth is neither poor nor limited. Thanks to him, every life shines more divinely, with more divine possibilities. The message that Jesus brought to the people of his time was considered radical Because of the positive spin, it put on things that had previously been considered less than. He called blessed those who up until that point were considered to be living examples of God's disfavor with them. Those who were poor, despairing, servile, and accused, Sentiments we can still find in the world around us today. But Jesus said, according to the Christian Testament, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for justice for they shall be filled. He welcomed the destitute widow, the prostitute, and the tax collector. He lifted them up as worthy. By his loving affirmations, he gave them new life and new hope. On the local public television station, I recently heard Wayne Dyer tell the story of an intervention that he had, he and his family had made for one of his daughters who had gotten tangled in some uh, dangerous habits and addictive behavior. He shared how they all came together and confronted her with all that had been disturbing and troubling. Then he asked his audience to call to mind people whose behavior was worrisome to them or inappropriate. Those that teach us how to love them through their trials. And then he told this story. The Babemba tribe of southern Africa has a social structure with an elementary criminal code. This close community living makes harshness unnecessary. A visitor was deeply impressed by the tribe's handling of antisocial, delinquent behaviors, which are exceedingly infrequent. When a person acts irresponsibly or unjustly, he or she is placed in the center of the village, alone, unfettered. All work ceases. All gather around the accused individual. Then each person of every age begins to talk out loud to the accused, one at a time. Each person tells all the good things the one in the center, ever did in his or her life. Every incident, every experience that can be recalled with any detail and accuracy is recounted. All positive attributes, good deeds, strengths, and kindnesses are recited carefully and at length. No one is permitted to fabricate, exaggerate, or be facetious about accomplishments or positive aspects of the accused person. The tribal ceremony often lasts several days, not ceasing until everyone is drained of every positive comment that can be mustered. At the end, the tribal circle is broken A joyous celebration takes place and the person is symbolically and literally welcomed back into the tribe. Necessity for such ceremonies is rare. Wow. What kind of community... What kind of church would we be building if the covenant we are in the process of developing could work so positively, so compassionately, and so perfectly? Now, in my opinion, that would be thinking outside of the box. That would be proof that not only do we mean what we say in our principles, but we're willing to do the tremendously exacting and worthwhile work of living it. Actually working to heal the world, beginning with our own little corner. I know, of course, it's quite unlikely that all of our members could skip out simultaneously from work for days on end, (laughs) even for the sake of a beloved fellow church member or a deserving child. But there could be a way to create something similar, though somewhat less sweeping version, even if not The idea of framing actions and ceremonies in a way that genuinely affirms each person's inherent worth and dignity would truly be exceptional. How then shall we rise up from here and go forth as leaders and examples of our ideals? I believe it has arrived. This is it. This is our moment of new beginning. Here and now, we can make the decision to become who and what we have always thought we would be, always believed we could be, and always felt we should be. This is the chance. Our perfect time, the fertile opportunity. We can begin the spiritual work of change now, or we can admit to ourselves and each other that we do not care enough to go the final mile. I'm not ready for that resignation, and I've not ever known us to be faint hearted. we're a precious piece of a much larger picture, and we have a part to play that no other group can fill. We have so much more freedom than so many, with so much more room to grow and spread our branches, and so many more choices for direction, so much information freely discussed about those choices, And so many more opportunities to actually recognize the road that alone has heart for us and help others find their road. Here we're both the gardeners and the seeds. We're responsible for tending to our own spiritual well-being, but we are also learning that there is more to life than we can see, than we can comprehend, or than we can control. If we have faith in that which is greater, that will grow us as well. And boundless is that which propels us towards life and healing. Let us in return encourage and nurture each other And affirm each other in compassion. Who knows which one might be the next key? An exceptional life changes the world around it. We don't have to be Jesus or even Magellan. When we come together, we can be an exceptional community. It's spring. It's Easter. Let us gather ourselves not only to rise up and to go forth into the world, but also to raise up the world around us. Let us resurrect the courage to dream, and with those dreams grow into a new community of exceptional living. Together we can make life more. As we strive to lift up every soul that enters here until it can see its worth. What joy we could share.